In a world full of noise and confusion, it's hard to focus on what's really important. In a culture where religion has become a grab bag of ideas, the precision of language is necessary for the proclamation of truth. This podcast is dedicated to that type of precision. I'm not sure what we'll talk about each day in this podcast, but you can rest assured that as our thoughts and questions continue, we will search the scriptures in order to know the truth. So let's get started. Are you listening? I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit controversial and in some sense a little bit convoluted. Today we are answering the question, what is the evidence of my faith? Now, that's different than the fruitfulness of my faith. It really centers on the understanding that many people argue is how do you know that you have eternal life. Now, we've talked about this in brief yesterday, but I'm trying to help everyone understand that faith alone in Jesus Christ is just that. What justifies us, what sets us apart, what credits righteousness to us, this is the work of God and it is all received by faith. As a matter of fact, regeneration is salvation, is justification, is sanctification, is glorification. All of these things are salvation and they are a finished work of Jesus Christ. So when we talk about the evidences of salvation, we need to keep that in mind. How do I know that I know that I know that I have eternal life? Because Jesus Christ has accomplished life for us. He he is the one who has finished the work of redemption. We trust in this truth who is Jesus. Jesus Christ. See, it's not as complicated as people try to make it. And so when we think about the evidence, what evidence should accompany true faith? Friends, most of all and only the evidence of a true faith is faith alone in Jesus Christ, not faith plus works, not faith plus faith, not faith plus fruit, faith alone in Jesus Christ. If we're able as human beings who are broken and sinful and evil and depraved and fallen from the glory of God, if we're able to trust fully in Jesus Christ, we have been born of God. We believe who Christ is. We believe what Christ says, and that's the totality of Scripture, all of that that Christ teaches. We believe what Christ has done. This is the evidence of true faith. And some people just cannot get over that. Now, some people will say, as we get into not tomorrow's podcast about what the cross accomplishes for the believer, but on Thursday's podcast or Friday's podcast when we talk about holiness, what is what is truly holiness and what is the fruit of my faith, per se. We are we're, we're, When people hear these things, they start to say, well, you're saying people can sin. No one has said that. No one in this camp has said that. If you are a member of our local assembly and you fall into sin, we will correct you. And if you are not corrected, if you do not mortify that, then you are disciplined out of the fellowship. Why? So that we might see you as a brother or sister restored to fellowship. And then if you aren't, we would say that you were never part of us. You were never truly a believer. You had a false faith. You professed something that you did not possess. But when we try to philosophically massage these things together, then delineate them in some sense that we say, okay, now these are two parts of a whole. Friends, we have murdered, we have murdered the truth of the gospel of grace. And it puts people into bondage. Just like Jesus says to the Pharisees, you put 
burdens on people that they cannot bear and you lift no finger to to take them away. And I know that may be a little bit of a pretext there, but friends, it's in the same interest that we see pastors doing this, see Bible teachers doing this. And what's really scary is that there are many people who would say and have said to me in the last few months, I know that I am a believer because my life shows it. You know what that is? That is just like the Pharisee that prays, thank you, God, that I am not like the tax collector. The tax collector cries out, oh, God, propitiate me. Think about that for a second. The Pharisee follows the Lord's laws. The Pharisee worships in the Lord's way. The Pharisee knows he has a moral life. The Pharisee gives God credit. Thank you, God, that he's no longer like the tax collector who steals. The tax collector says, Oh God, propitiate me. Have mercy on me. What evidence should accompany true faith? Knowing that Jesus Christ alone and his propitiation, by the grace and mercy of God the Father, you have eternal life. That is what it means to have true faith. We have been born of God, and because we've been born of God, our mind is new. We no longer look to the flesh. We no longer look to an obedience to pursue our righteousness, though we do strive to honor the Lord. That's another podcast. We don't look to that as fruit, as evidence of a true faith. Friends, we need people to start reading the Bible in its totality and stop pulling out verses and piecemealing English languages and extrapolating all this great grammatical construction in some sense myopically to prove their eisegetical point. We as the church of Jesus Christ are free because the Son has set us free. And repentance by definition is a new mind that we no longer look at ourselves and what we can do to accomplish the pleasure of God upon us, but we see that God is pleased because of Christ, His work and His obedience and His sacrifice. So beloved, rest well and engage with this information. Fight back a little bit. Learn to engage rightfully and righteously in the Word of God. And most of all, they even hate their enemies. Be careful. Beloved, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ Trust in Him, and that is the greatest evidence that accompanies true faith, Christ alone. In the end, friend, the Bible says that faith is looking and hoping in that which is unseen. Sure, we will see love for one another. We will see a reverence for God. We will be involved in the local assembly. We will be submissive to our elders. We will learn and grow and be discipled. We will strive to follow after the commands of Christ. We will see an obedience in this life. But ultimately, what we see, even when these things fail, is that Christ cannot fail, for He cannot deny Himself. He is faithful when we are faithless. Beloved, remember that the assurance of eternal life is not even the fruit of our faith, but it is in the finished work of Jesus Christ, in the fruitfulness of His work. Trust in that. We are not arguing any other thing except what is the object of eternal life. And then proving eternal life 
is the work of God who raised Christ from the dead. We trust that Christ has done the work. And the outcome of that ebbs and flows in the fruitfulness of our faith. And we as the church work together as we encourage each other on to work and good deeds and to love for each other, without which we are under discipline and excommunicated from the brethren. So, beloved, trust in the finished work of Christ. Rest in the gospel of grace. Hope in the power of God who is keeping you by His divine power for that day of resurrection, for that day of glory when we will be like Jesus forever. We are thankful that you listen to these podcasts daily, and we pray that the information that we provide in the teaching ministry here, not only with this podcast, but with others and other things that we produce and publish, are a benefit to your Christian faith. If you'd like to support us in this venture, please go to patreon.com slash theology. That's patreon.com slash theology. More information can be found at anchoringfaith.org.